0: Hello and welcome to the There's More podcast. I'm Karen and I'm Rachel and we're here to help women dream bigger, pray bolder and
1: live empowered lives. Today we are talking to Sherry Rigby and God what a story Karen. I I just you know talk about somebody being plucked out of an abyss of a life. She was pregnant at 16. I mean married. I'm like how do you overcome that? And then she comes on the scene and now she's in you know christian production and she's been in movies like october baby some of you remember that movie and she's author she's an, author, multiple she's an author she's a mentor she's yeah. you know i mean it's truly one of those stories where are like clearly the hand of That's god right. was on her life and and pulling her up and out and into the life that god really designed yeah. for her and we so hope that beautiful. as you listen to it you're going to believe
0: that for yourself so we just welcome to the there's More podcast. Well, welcome to the There's More podcast. We're being joined by Sherry Rigby. So welcome to the show.
2: (laughs) Hey, good morning, ladies.
0: So glad you're getting to join us. For those that don't know Sherry, Sherry is an author of a number of books. She is a producer. She is an actress. And I had the pleasure of actually meeting Sherry um, just a few weeks ago. We got to speak at the same conference together and So before we had that conference, we just shared some conversation on the phone. And I'll tell you what, Sherry, I loved you the minute I started talking to you. I kind of was like a little nervous, like, oh, my gosh, she's like some famous actress. And am I going to, you know, like have like starstruck kind of thing. But um, what an amazing journey God has brought you on. And, And you know a little bit about our ministry and what we love to talk about. We love to hear women's stories of how God has encountered them in their lives. And so when I heard your story, I thought we have got to share your story. So can you just start, just tell us a little bit about just your background and what God has done so powerfully to bring you to the seat you're now sitting in?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you ladies for having me, Karen and Rachel. So good to be here with you. And I love, love, love what you guys do. And And just hearing about the stories that you all share too, your lives are so full. Mm. And, um, and I think that's, what's so important is we get to share those full stories of God's grace and mercy and what he's done in each one of our lives. And so for me, I always go, man, my life was so messy and crazy and how I get to do what I do each and every day just blows me away. Truly. It is a gift from God. Um, You know, a little bit about my backstory is I, you know, I can't, uh, like I said, I can't even believe that I'm sitting here today, but I, I had a messy past, you know, yeah. I grew up in a town. My parents then took us to Phoenix, Arizona. And, you know, I went from about a thousand people to this huge concrete jungle. And so just had no idea. My family had no idea what we were all getting into. And, and before I knew it, I was running with the wrong crowd, you know, and by the time I was 13 years old, I loved smoking cigarettes, drinking, you know, I'd lost my virginity. Um, I was all about boys and looking for love in all the wrong places. And so um, ended up in an awful relationship and by the time I was 16 I was pregnant and married and I uh, had my first baby when I was 16 years old and he is an incredible young man today I just love him and we never know why God allows things to happen but um I know in that particular time for me now I can look back and realize that he was giving me Donnie really to to give me give me some choices in life to make some better choices mm-hmm. and so Went on through a number of relationships, um, gosh, graduated from high school though, went on, ended up out of the relationship, out of this abusive relationship, went to work as a paralegal of all things in corporate law, uh, for several years. And before I knew it, uh, I was then dating my now husband who I've been married to for 25 years And finally, 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 I ended up with this incredible bodily man. And, um, I remember when Matt and I started dating though, he said to me, you know, you you know, like second date, he says, Hey, do you want to go to church with me? And I was like, Oh, you have no idea who you're taking to church. You just don't know. And he was like, yeah, I I absolutely do. Wow. we walked into a Calvary chapel and it was the first time that I had ever heard the message of grace. Wow! And I knew in that moment that I needed to know who Jesus was because wow. everything the pastor was saying to me was that Jesus wanted to meet me exactly where I was at. It wasn't about me getting all cleaned up and right. all pretty, but it was really about coming to him the way that I was. Mm. And so from that point on, God just started to do things in my life that really blew me away. I mean, first and foremost, I was going to women's Bible study and I was in church (laughs) and I was like, who is this girl? And then my husband and I opened a coffee shop at our church and called Hebrews And um, it was so fun. And we were ready to bring in the arts back to church again. And so that's really where God put me on holy ground that Mm -hmm. ended up launching me into the career that I am in today, literally by pouring coffee for a producer and his family. And um, he invited me to come out and be part of an audition.
1: Wow so where were you Sherry when Calvary Chapel where is that is that California or Arizona
2: yeah so we were in Arizona you
1: were still there okay
2: It it was Calvary Community Church with Pastor Mark Martin and um my husband had grown up in this church. And so that's really though, where I got to, like I said, hear the message of grace the first time. And so I was sold out from that moment on. All I wanted to do was be there and be part of whatever Jesus wanted me to be part of. Yeah. Yeah. And so but I always had a passion for art in some weird, strange kind of way. I'd grown up in this little town where the only real outlet was sitting in a movie theater. That was, you know, in the winter time, Rachel. They would close it down because when it snowed, they were worried about the roof actually caving, caving in. Us. Oh my oh, gosh! Yeah. Oh and wow! Decrepit. And that's where I sat though as a little girl going, I want to be that leading lady someday. Yeah, and so, wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love, I remember you telling the story just about how God opened doors. What, what was he teaching you about who he was through this journey that he's taken you on? Because, I mean, your story a 16 year old, you know, married teenager with a child is really a dichotomy from a woman who has become an actress and a producer and a writer. It, right. it doesn't make any sense. So how, and I, you know, it, you, it, you can kind of look at your life now and go, oh, well, she just had a charmed life and oh, she <laughs> just got all the breaks. What was God teaching you about you and about himself?
2: Yeah, that's such a great question Karen I you know God was teaching me at that time really first and foremost that he was my Abba you know he was my daddy and he was faithful Mm -hmm. and no matter how far it always gets me because no matter (laughs) how far I strayed from him yeah he was right there with me. And so, you know, that doesn't mean life is easy. You know, it doesn't say anywhere in the Bible that it's going to be easy, but when we're called in to walk in obedience, we have to be reminded of his faithfulness. He's trustworthy. His promises are true. And so when he says, you know, I'm going to trade those ashes for Garland, it is very true. And Mm. when he says, I can do all things, you know, and speaking for myself, I can't do anything apart from my father, but through him, I can do all things. Mm. So no matter what the enemy wants to try to convince me of that, how unworthy or how much shame I should have from my past, God's standing right there going, let me show you my living word and actually offer you the living water so that you can walk in my promises and glorify me Mm. through what I've called you to. And so, That was really the things that he was teaching me. And it's really so much a daily walk, right? It's like, it's like walking daily to be reminded that he is faithful, Mm -hmm. no matter when I don't feel faithful, when I've been, you know, when I've messed up or I don't want to get out of bed or I'm not believing because my, my highs are highs and my lows are lows, but truly he says, I am no different than I was before. Before today and will be in the future. And that's what he's taught me. And he's taught me to be obedient, to say, if I can't do something, I can lean on my ABBA and he's going to bring me out. My, my, what he has shown me ladies is Mm. probably some of the greatest things that I've ever encountered. And he always does it where he weaves it together for his good. Like literally my husband and I left Arizona because we started to take a new journey Craziest thing was, he takes me back there in January of this year to direct my first feature film wow. in Arizona on identity called Identity Crisis. Wow! To reconnect, <laughs> and the whole movie is about Psalms one thirty nine. Oh, oh, wow! Gosh, Sherry. like God, that's right. who our God is. Yes. Like he anything laying on the floor. Like he comes back <laughs> and he goes, if you're willing to walk. I'm willing to take you to places you could never, ever imagine. Oh,
1: that's so good. Sherry, can you talk through October Baby? Because I just think that movie, um, I don't know. I mean, that movie is so special. That's probably a movie that a lot of, you know, Christian people listening to this probably Mm -hmm. saw. Overcomer was another one that you were in. But can you tell us the story of October Baby? Are you you willing to kind of share that?
2: Yes, absolutely. And it's so fun to think like October Baby was released in 2012, and here we are at our 10 year anniversary. And you know, when God does a work, He just continues to keep doing a work. Yes. Yes. Um, Yeah, October Baby was really just it was such a powerful movie and I love sharing about it. You know, again, when God weaves something together, he's doing something. And that's where we also have to be reminded, like he's weaving our stories together yes. that they never, they're never not being woven together, yeah. you know?
0: Um,
2: and, well, so and he's when
0: weaving I, things together that we don't even know need yeah. weaving. You yeah, know, like, I think about like, yeah. his, there's so much mending. I love the word mending. I think it's yeah. such a powerful word. And there was some yeah. mending that he was doing in
2: your heart that we'd love to hear about. Absolutely. So I started working when I was working in the industry, I had gone to work. The Irwin brothers were yeah. the, the men who created, wrote and produced, directed October baby. Yeah. And so I went to work for them on the very first time in 2008 on a, a music video called slow fade. And it was for casting crowns for a little movie that we know called fireproof. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's really when we were seeing this incredible, uh, um, journey of faith-based content starting to to yeah. come to the surface. And so that was my first encounter with the Irwins. And then in 2010, Um, I, I have a whole story behind it, but it's too long. But in 2010, John Irwin called me and he said, Hey, Sherry, I have a movie. We are going to be doing our first feature film, and we'd love to share it with you and see if you might be interested in being a part of this project. And, and he was really great. He said, listen, we're going to send it over to you. And if you like the character and feel connected to the story, then we'd love for to offer you the role. And this never happens right right and um he didn't tell me anything karen rachel he didn't tell me a <laughs> thing about this movie yeah and so he ends up sending it over to me and my movie script came with two pictures in it now movie scripts don't normally come with pictures either and so the front cover was a picture of the beautiful rachel hendricks who ends up playing my daughter in the movie and then there was a second picture in the middle of the movie where i had actually 2 years earlier filmed the video slow fade and it was in this beautiful church. And so as I'm flipping through this, I get to about t- page 10 and I'm sitting there and I just start uh-huh. just bawling. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not even like pretty cry. It's like right. ugly cry. And it's talking about abortion survivors. Yeah. Now my husband and I had, en- we had encountered abortion survivors when my son was in high school. And so most people don't talk about them. And so here's this movie in front of me. And when we get to, I get to about page And the arc of the movie is about halfway through a little further than that. I think that they've forgotten my character Mm -hmm. because I have no, I can't find this person as to who I'm supposed to connect to. And so the next thing I know, as I turn the page, the doctor starts talking about this woman who had gone through abortion and Cindy Hastings. And the next thing I know, everything in this movie just starts to hit home. And it's literally a story paralleling my life. Wow. And so I end up calling up John Irwin and I'm just sobbing and I'm, I'm like, how did you know this? Well, yeah. as the story goes on, I go to film the movie. I say yes. And as I get there, I meet Rachel Hendricks face to face. And I'm so prepared, ladies, like for my five minutes on screen, I'm so prepared. <laughs> yeah. There's a much bigger story, but I know I... And, I and I want to go back for just a second because I think this is an important part of the story. When I got the movie, I actually felt like the Lord had gypped me in a little bit. Now, sure. now and I'm just being really yeah, honest. Yeah, sure. Yeah. As I'm reading it, I thought, well, God, how could you make me wait for something, parallel my life, and then give me about five minutes on screen? We can tell how much time we'll get on screen per page. Yeah. And so I went into my bathroom, like so many of us ladies do. I locked the door and I got in the bathtub and I took my script with me and I started crying and I was going through it. And the next thing I know, I got so emotional and I took that script and I whipped it at the bathroom door, literally just full on threw it at the door. And I said, I just started crying out to God and the Lord literally instantaneously Mm called me to the confession of my abortion. Mm
0: -hmm. And you
2: see, I knew that I had already been forgiven as the East is to the West, but I had not literally in my time confessed my sin. So I'm on my knees in the bathtub, literally crying out to God. And I confess my sin of abortion. And the next minute, God literally takes me to this little girl Mm -hmm. and he shows me the beautiful picture of this little girl. And the field, mm-hmm. and then instantly takes me to a, a just a sea of women's faces as far as it was deep. Mm. And he said, "This is for them." Yeah. Now that was in 2010. The movie wasn't released until 2012. So now I go to the movie set. I meet Rachel Hendricks face to face. I am about to stand there, and I feel so much shame. Mm-hmm. Wow. That I had no idea what to do with it. Wow, and so I could hardly look at her, yeah, doing this scene. Wow. The next scene is she comes in, leaves this note from me and it says, "I've forgiven you." And when I pick that up, the moment I pick it up and as we're recording as we're filming, I was so overwhelmed wow. and I literally sat down in the corner and I just started crying and I literally what you see in the movie is me sitting on the lap of Abba and he's literally got his arms around me and he says, you have been forgiven." all over. And the next scene that happens in the movie where my husband is reaching out and putting his arms around me, it's truly the gift that God does to each and every one of us where when we come to him and that's what my husband had done years earlier. And so that movie was a transformation, not only for me, but for so many women and men, but primarily women that saw that movie and I had women literally ladies reach out to me and say they felt like when they were watching that movie that the moment that I'm sitting on that floor that they could reach out and touch the screen and there was a sure an anointing yeah that they felt yeah and that's that's October baby and it's still to this day probably one of my biggest and most beautiful pieces of work ever for five minutes
0: yeah I love I love it in five minutes yeah yeah. What he can do. And, you know, Rachel and I, people know our stories that, you know, both of us have come out of shame and and it was so debilitating. Did you even it sounds almost a little bit like, you know, you had this once you got saved and you really started following the Lord was shame because God had not healed that heart wound yet. And because you had not truly received the forgiveness into your heart where it became a living and active freedom mm-hmm. for you. Could you see through your life like that where you were still being inhibited? Like what did shame look like as it was playing out in your life? Because I think sometimes people don't even realize what's at work in their life is shame. It's not they haven't received the forgiveness yet that intellectually we know we've been forgiven, but we don't have it here.
2: Did you see that in your life? Yeah, absolutely. You know, being post-abortive. So for me, I was post-abortive. I had my youngest son and then I got pregnant by someone else and didn't want to go through the humiliation of what I had gone through as a teenager. And I thought abortion was something that would be easier to go through and be silent about that nobody would know about. the way that it affects us is that we live with it. It's what the enemy wants to continue to beat down in us. Yeah. And then after I had Levi, my youngest son, I was told I couldn't have any more children. And so the shame that I felt of going through that abortion, knowing that internally there was a lot that had been messed up inside of me and then not being able to give my husband any more children, there was absolutely a shame that I walked around with. I think what I discovered though, Karen, is that through that process, I was probably carrying more shame than I actually knew. Yes. yes. God took me through that healing process. I had a weight taken off my shoulders, but I also went in and then he launched me into a ministry where I actually started to share my testimony around the nation. And that was then birthing this idea and serving other women through my story. And I think that's where God really started to work on me even more so was to release me from the shame was to say, I'm going to use everything that you have, and I'm going to use it for my glory. Yeah. You're not going to keep it locked in. You're going to share it. So the enemy can't hold you down. And I believe in Galatians five, it says my yoke is light. Yeah. We're the ones that keep putting our yoke on, (laughs) you know, he says once, so it, it, it really is. I mean, I think there's a lot to be said for that. And and I truly believe that our, our savior died on the cross for all of us and our stories. And so we have to be able to, to really dig deep and get, get on the Abba's lap to understand mm-hmm. what, what, um, forgiveness looks like and mm-hmm. confess those sins so that we can move forward in where God has us. Yeah.
1: Sherry, how have you experienced the more of God? Like, I mean, I know, I don't know what you were taught, you know, as a child or, I mean, I know you've experienced the supernatural, you've experienced your heart healing from shame, but how have you personally experienced just like what God can really do in a person's life? Like the more just that, just, you know, Jesus comes, Holy Spirit comes in us you know, at salvation for us, what about for others? How have you experienced that more of who God is?
2: Ooh, we could be here all day, Rachel. Um, I, with the way that I've experienced the more is really just, you know, for a while and every day it's digging deep into the word of God, spending time with Uh, the Lord and really, really listening for the Holy spirit to um, share with me and walk in my daily tasks and the obedience of him. And so every single time when I do that, you see, he takes me back to that vision early on about being for those women. And so he called me to minister to women. And so I minister to women in entertainment and media. And so when I really am obedient, what I get to do is I get to hear from the Lord and then I get to seek his will. And then he always puts a woman or women in my life as I'm walking through my next job or my next project, whatever it might look like to actually walk alongside of them, counsel, mentor, um, you know, really try to lift them up and bring them into a place of influence in the entertainment industry Mm. as Christ followers. And so I get to see them more day in and day out really through not not only my life, but also other women that he's putting in my life. And, you know, to be a broken woman and to think, man, I had such a horrific past to get a godly man, to get beautiful children, (laughs) to be in a place where, you know, I get to do what I do every day and tell stories that matter. I mean, that's the more every day that God shows. It is. It's
1: beautiful. I just,
0: there's such, the multiplication that God does, you know, like we can look at our lives and I think it's so easy to look at our lives and think of all the subtractions, mm-hmm. the things that were taken from us, stolen from us, innocent, yeah. stolen, you know, identity stolen. And yet when God comes into the picture, mm-hmm. there is so much, he doesn't just restore to like level, you know, he doesn't just like fill the cup back up, but there's overflow. And that is exactly, yeah. you know, what you see from her life is this overflow. And I love the fact that you even said, how God gave you that vision, He did the same thing for Rachel. Just this picture of what what was stolen from her was going to result in so many more people getting mm-hmm. set free and getting getting the healing, you know, that they need. Sherry, what would you say? I, I'm just thinking about like all the number of people that are listening to this. You know, it, it, I would imagine it's you know it, it's a huge percentage of people that have that have walked through that have been, um, have had abortions. What's kind of like, what's the message that you would want them to hear right now if they're grappling and they're thinking, well, I, I, am not, I'm not experiencing what Sherry's experiencing. I'm not, I haven't had all this. So what, what would you want them to know?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's a great question, Karen. I would want them to know that the Lord sees them, (laughs) Yeah. He knows their deepest inward, you know, heart and mind and soul. He knew them before he they were ever woven together, woven, weaved, whatever, however, mm-hmm. pieced. Um, you know patched he knows us but really encourage each and every person woman man listening is that and specifically women um because of what they're carrying and today our culture i have to say is so vile you know we're seeing so many things in the media and they've politicized it so much mm-hmm. and so what we see is the, these you know i mean even as a woman that's post abortive seeing some of the horrific visions that i've seen on television even recently and some of the stuff that's just so horrible. Mm-hmm. I just want to say to them is, you know, turn everything off. Yeah. Sit down, mm, Good. seek the Lord. If you got to get on your knees and seek forgiveness and you haven't truly done that do it. Mm. Seek the Lord, ask him to forgive you for that sin, and then put it away. Allow him to start to, you know, he redeemed you, allow him to restore you, and then to prepare yourself to go out. And I say the nine times out of 10, when women really begin to find true healing is when they share their testimony. So true. Yeah, absolutely. They got to find the will to get out there. And I don't care if it's just a personal friend or whomever, but they've got to be able to open up their mouth. You have
1: to use your mouth. Absolutely. Share
2: it. Yep. That's what I would say.
1: I love Sherry Mm. that the, the, maybe the shortest role in your life was a role where you didn't have to act. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I I think we see actors and they're Mm. so good at their craft and, and yet you were in a role where you literally were. You, you, you got to like step into your identity and your freedom and show other people what that looked like, which is why women wanted to reach out and touch the screen. I just Mm -hmm. think that's so cool that you weren't acting and that's what drew them to heal themselves. I don't know. I just, I love that story. I I just think it's so beautiful. I love that you were given that role by the Irwin brothers, like that God was just, you know, knitting all of the y'all together. I just, I love, I love it. It makes, it makes me so proud. Sherry, as we start
0: to kind of wrap up, I would love to hear what do you see? What do you see God doing now? I mean, you know, there's such an arc to your life. I can only imagine that there's always something new on the horizon for you. Like what are, what's kind of the Do you have something fresh? He's bubbling up in you. Is it more of just getting your story out or is there something new for you?
2: Absolutely. Um, And I always say God is the God of new, right? He's always (laughs) on the move. He's always on the move. Always. you know, he started in women's ministry for me years ago in 2010 that he called me to and it was private for many years but it went from 2 to 25 and now I've got several hundred women that I mentor in entertainment and media journalism and now you know if you have a cell phone you're an influencer some way <laughs> shape or form right Yeah and so I really try to still stay very connected to women and grow them in entertainment and media. I believe that That's it's amazing. time for us as Christians to really bring up the next generation of influencers. Yeah. Christ followers yeah. that really do use their ways as their witness not you know the other way and and so that's my time i'm a i've gone into directing and creating content but the women in my world became a nonprofit last year we we now really help to provide um gifts of, of excellence to women to continue their education so whether it's behind the camera in front of the camera wow. uh really try to establish them and bring them to the table to create content. Mm -hmm. And so that's really where my focus is at. I believe it's time for us to step in, not only that we've done in politics and education, right? But we are to move the mountain of entertainment and media. We and our children will see something on our phone before we're going to ever see it, which will influence the thought of education, politics, family life, our faith, before anything else. And so it's a mission field. And so that's where I'm at today. I've directed my first feature and I'm going to continue to tell great stories and believe that God is giving me an opportunity to take women alongside of me and put them out there to do the same thing. Wow.
0: How inspiring awesome. How inspiring. It's such a world
1: I don't know anything about. I know. I'm like, wow. But what I love <laughs> is that,
0: you know, because we always say transformed people transform culture. Yeah. And, yeah. and I was telling somebody the other day if if people aren't familiar with the seven mountains of influence, Sherry yeah. was just naming those off, and entertainment, of course, media being such a huge one. But what I mm. see you doing is you're meeting the people that are still on the bottom of the mountain and not necessarily at the very top yeah. and saying you got this girl, yeah. you got this girl, but you have to go with the identity of who you are first as a beloved daughter before yes. you're ever going to be able to go and represent the father's heart well mm-hmm. on that mountain and in the mountain of entertainment. So we just bless you, Sherry, for what you're doing and yes. and that God would just continue. I see like a, a um, Stretch Armstrong I yeah. see like your arm, I, I see the arm being extended, um, mm. in your life and God, um, increasing your reach. Um, and, and it's not painful. It's just a, you're, it's like you put your hand out and it's like where you were not able to reach before. I just see that, that reach being increased in your That's life. Awesome. But I cannot close out this conversation without asking you to pray for Mm -hmm. women who have walked a journey similar to yours. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that it just means so much more when it comes from somebody that's walked a day in their shoes. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Absolutely. Well, I would love to do that. And I am so blessed by the two of you. And thank you for doing everything you're doing. Your voices are so powerful. (laughs) And I'm excited to see what God continues to do with both of you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, let me pray for us. Yes. I'm excited. Woo. Thank you, Lord. Uh, Lord God, first and foremost, we just thank you that you are our Abba, that we we can see you as our Father, Lord God. Um you really do just completely bestow your love and your grace and your mercy upon us, Lord God. And I just thank you for that. I thank you for Karen and Rachel. I thank you for their stories, Lord God. I thank you for their willingness to be voices for you and just their testimonies, Lord God. I pray that they continue to shine bright, that their ministry be still would be just grow, grow and reach across this world, Lord God. And I just pray, Lord, that you would bring women to them, Lord, that they could 4 4th and two. We just thank you, Lord God, that you've called us into ministry, that you've called us to be a a voice piece for you, Lord God. Mm. And I pray for each and every woman that is listening right now, Lord, that has walked through abortion or that has a mindset right now that maybe is choosing Mm. to walk out and and to to go through with an abortion, or maybe, maybe she's just confused, Lord God, whatever that might be, you know, and Lord God, we just pray that each and every one of those women would call on you no matter what part of their life they're in right now. Um, And we just pray for healing. We pray for redemption and restoration and preparation. We pray for a bold spirit to come forth, Lord God, that they would just be able to share their testimonies with others, that the enemy would be completely removed from this picture, Lord God, that you would use all Of them, each and every one of their stories, Lord God, to propel this generation and this culture that we're living in right now to know who you are and whose they are, and that you do value life. Where it starts, Lord God, at conception, that you value that and any and every woman that's gone through abortion, that's walking in that shame, that you would just pray, Lord, right now that they would find redemption and healing in you, Lord God, that they would know that you died on the cross Mm -hmm. for them and that sin and that they would be, it would be removed, Lord God we love you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. And we thank you for being faithful. We thank you for your promises and your living word. And we pray Lord God, that you would continue to bless the voices that you've poured forth through so that we could pour out into this country. And we pray for our country. We pray Mm -hmm. for all those that have their eyes covered right now, Lord God, that they would immediately wake up and that they would see the wrongdoing that is happening right now, Lord God. And I pray for all of those in Position that are making choices, Lord God, that are for you, that you would bring them more power, that you would put the hedge of protection around them, that you would bring your angel armies, Lord God, to do your will. Mm-hmm. We thank you, Lord God, for allowing us to live in this time for such a time as this mm-hmm. and creating us to be warriors for your kingdom. We love you, God. We thank you in your precious holy name. Amen. 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 Gosh,
1: thank you so much. High
2: five on that What a that blessing, one. what
1: a blessing. Reach it, baby. Thank
2: you, thank you. Mm. I love I can't you, wait. Sherry. Yes, love you too. Take care,
0: Tons of blessings yeah. to you. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, we hope you've enjoyed the podcast today. We just wanted to let you know about some additional resources. If you are interested in learning about Rachel and I's Bible study, just go to fathershousestudy.com It's an amazing eight-week encounter with with just the Father's love. We've got Zoom groups are gonna be starting this fall. We'd love for you to be a part of. In addition, we have an opportunity for you to have a free resource from us. If you go to bestillministries.net and sign up, you will receive a 15-day kind of a mini masterclass on spiritual warfare that has been done by myself and Lindsay, a friend of ours that is our head of our prayer team. So hope you'll join us. I think you'll get a lot out of it. Thanks a bunch.